St. Mary's parishioners, I'm looking forward to being with you here the next few weeks as Father Johnson has gone to minister to your needs. I hope it goes well. It's good uh, to be here. And with that being said, school is out, which gives me a tremendous amount of time to prepare homilies. And so you should expect minimum of 30 minutes every weekend here on out. It won't be that long. The Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. I just want to take a moment here, everyone, to help you imagine, to build a picture in your mind, what it's like to be the victim, to focus here on the victim a little bit this morning, right? So the man is traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. It's actually about a 3,300-foot decline over about 22 miles. I looked it up. It'd be like walking to Wilton from Bismarck. I have no idea why you'd ever walk from Bismarck to Wilton. There's not a whole lot there, but maybe you will one day. Nothing against you if you're from Wilton. So you're walking from Bismarck to Wilton, and through that whole time, right, there's this fear, this fear of possibly being robbed, a rather common occurrence of the time this fear of someone hiding around the corner or someone following you. And as you're walking, you then come and you end up confronting your will-be robbers. And now you have all the feelings and the experience of, right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? As they obviously want to do me wrong. And then they strip you, beat you and leave you for half dead. That's what's taking place in this story, everyone, right? And then as you're laying there half dead, being filled with pain, being disoriented, not knowing what's going to happen next, what is this experience that the victim had in the parable of the Good Samaritan? I would use this one word, Helplessness. It's the experience of helplessness. And I think we might all agree that the most difficult or one of the most difficult feelings and experiences a human being can have is the feeling of helplessness. Not being able to do anything about one's situation. Not being able to change that which is taking place What does Jesus show us in this experience of helplessness? It should always remind us we should go right to the cross. The cross is the preeminent experience of the God-man, Jesus Christ, not being able to change that which is happening. You have him in the garden. Lord, take this cup from me. Not my will but yours be done. Jesus, fully everyone, completely entrusts himself to the Father because he knows the Father is going to take care of him. The Father is going to care for him in that difficult experience of utter helplessness, of lack of control. 
right? The experiences that we have, physical ailments, maybe mental health ailments, things in our families, our work, whatever it may be, that's our experience of helplessness. It's so important as Christians to be able to name our helplessness or name our cross, if you want to call it that. And then we have to let Jesus do something there. We have to let God the Father bestow his goodness upon us because he wants to bring the resurrection out of it, everyone. To let Jesus, to give him permission, Jesus, I give you permission to enter into my helplessness, my cross, right? Let him minister to our wounds. The church, the early church fathers, the early saints, when they wrote about the Good Samaritan, they all basically said, right, the Good Samaritan is Jesus Christ. That it's Jesus Christ who then spiritually and sometimes physically bandages our wounds, pours oil and wine of the sacraments into us, takes us to the inn, the church, to care for us. Jesus always leads us back to everyone, especially in our place of helplessness to the church. That Jesus always leads us to his church and to the sacraments. It's so important to be able to know and to articulate where we need help. Because the Christian life is not about becoming more independent, even though we may fall into that and think that that is the case. The Christian life is all about becoming more dependent on God. This weekend is also a little, a good reflection, a good examination of conscience, everyone, of this corporal and spiritual works of mercy, right? The, the saints also talk about this parable as, right, an image of the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. The corporal works of mercy, as a reminder, are the feeding of the hungry, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, welcoming the stranger, and visiting the imprisoned. And the spiritual works of mercy, instructing in the faith, fraternal correction, giving advice or consolation, forgiving and bearing with those who wronged us, and praying for the living and the dead. It's easy to justify ourselves and say, I pray for people, so I don't have to worry about the corporal works of mercy. I would beg to differ. Jesus Christ chose in a particular way the poor, not just the spiritually poor, but the physical poor among us. And by helping our neighbor, who is helpless, everyone, God enters into our life and shows us and can start to heal our own helplessness. And so when was the last time you did one of the corporal works of mercy? It's a good examination because God has chosen the poor to be an example to us, right? To be an external sign of what our own internal helplessness looks like and how we all need the mercy and love of God and to give that to our neighbor. This week, 
this week, parishioners of St. Mary's, our job is this, to ask God to reveal to us what are the helpless places and the crosses in my life, and then to give them to him, to tell him about them, so that he can redeem them and he can bring salvation to us.